Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. You know, many years ago, I had a dream of hosting my own live call-in talk show where I could have encouraging conversations that would have a powerful and transformative impact in the lives of others. Almost envisioning like, you know, like a three-hour show. I just make myself available and just every day I would just have these encouraging conversations. Most of the time having no idea what topics are about ready to come out in this conversation ahead of time. In fact, I find those the most thrilling. And it seems that because of the guidance of my creator, he seems to always lead and and provide just the right words and the insights and the direction at the very moment that it's necessary. And I've never found myself at a loss of a method and a way of helping somebody experience hope for their future, the encouragement that they've been praying for, the 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 clarity that they desire. What what an incredible gift. And I've had a dream of doing this more and more and more. It's why I left my career as an insurance agent back in 2007 to pursue all of this stuff. And of course, I've had such an incredible journey since January 2008 when I went full-time self-employed. And many of you have been along on this journey with me. And I just... I'm always looking to increase the amount of time I can spend inside of my zone of genius. And my zone of genius is having encouraging conversations with other people and creating content that's entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. Those two things light me up and they are the most fulfilling activities that I do that that just tap into the essence of who I feel I was put on this earth to be. And Clubhouse has been such an incredible gift to me. And it has made my desire to have an a, a online, on-demand, ongoing radio talk show, if you will, just take out the word uh, radio, but to have a talk show where people can quote unquote call in and ask me questions or ask my advice and I can have encouraging conversations. Wow, what a gift. So if you haven't done so already prior to this episode, if you haven't listened to episode 659, I would encourage you to check it out. It might be a great foundation for what you're about ready to hear in this episode. So in episode 659, it's titled Procrastination as a Gift. And it was a solo hosted episode, but I broadcasted it live on Clubhouse as a monologue, if you will. But then afterwards, I had the opportunity to hang out with some people 
and can and have conversations with them about the idea of procrastination as a gift. Now, interestingly, the person that I had a conversation with that I'm about ready to share with you, his name is Jeff. He was not in the room on Clubhouse when I recorded episode 659, and that'll become obvious. I suggested that he go back and listen to that episode. But nonetheless, we were still on the topic of procrastination, and he talked about, well, what do you think about this? You know, you know, my thing is, gosh, I guess if I could go back and change something, I might save some, I might have done more to save money for the future. I, I It could have helped me avoid some pain and, and other things related to not having that, all of those things. And, and, you know, the conversation went the way that that typically would if the topic that we were meant to continue to speak about was procrastination. But the conversation took an interesting turn. And it's one that is in perfect alignment with my desire to be available to serve anyone and everyone, no matter what they're facing in life. I would, I love the challenge of having the opportunity for anybody who desires a little bit of encouragement, a little bit more hope for their future, a little bit more desire to feel good and have their lives go well, to pursue a life that is fulfilling, meaningful, that is that is just filled with more gratitude, grace, abundance, peace, love, and joy, if you will. I love the opportunity to have that. And here... Out of left field, this conversation with Jeff took an interesting turn that I could not have foreseen. And the conversation says that began was, well, gosh, I guess, Cliff, if I could go back and change anything, I, I maybe I might change the situation where my one of my very close friends died in a car accident. And it just so happens that uh, just shortly before that car accident, he and I changed places in the car. He died instantly upon impact, and I lived. Maybe that might be something I would change. And and again, this is not something I could have anticipated in the conversation, but only through the grace of God and the direction of just the way that, that things typically work out when I have conversations with folks. This conversation ended up being something that for some deep part inside of me, I feel like I should share this episode. Now, what I want you to know is is that uh, I very much stayed in tune with where Jeff was, where where I picked up on his mindset. I listened not only to every single word that Jeff spoke, but I also listened for the things that Jeff was not speaking. And I want you to know that that what I shared with Jeff, I might not share with other people who might say the same words that Jeff said, but if there was a different tonality to how they were saying it, and if I picked up intuitionally on some other things, I might not have just been as direct, or I might not have said exactly what I said in response to Jeff. But Everything that I said here just what turned out, I believe, 
to be exactly what was meant to happen, why I was on Clubhouse that day, why Jeff seemed to be drawn to the room with the topic and the title and the direction that it went and why he felt led to then change the conversation from procrastination to this topic. And so with that being said, I, I, I'm just gonna play for you this conversation. I don't know what it's meant to do, how it will resonate with you, but I hope that you will find some sort of encouragement to, in every experience of life, to be on the lookout and have a commitment to seek the miracle rather than to focus on the grievance that you may choose to have. And by the end of this conversation, all of that will make perfect sense. Here's that conversation right now. Jeff, procrastination, what say you? I don't know. I'll think about it tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I... Procrastination is interesting because there have been moments where it's like, I've done what you've talked about, where literally it's like, there was a project where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take that entirely off the table. Sometimes by purpose, sometimes by not. You know, there's been good effects and bad effects to that. So, so I, I see both sides of it. Are, are there, you say there's good effects and sometimes there have been bad effects. Would you agree that that might be just a perception of what's good or what's bad? Could be. Could be. If you could go back and change anything in your life, what would you change? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, boy, there's a few directions I could go there. Um, I think the one thing I would have been smarter about is is saving more funds after I had made quite a few when I was younger. Okay. And kind of spending far too much of them. And would you be the person you are right now if you did that? No. No, I wouldn't be. So let me ask you this. Do you choose to be happier or unhappy with who you are right now? Hmm. Usually my answer is unhappier until you've made that question that I had not thought of until now, which hit the hit that little ding button in my brain that went, huh, that's an interesting point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it that way at all, which is, you know, and it's funny because I, I one of the things I was going to mention is I admit that you know I've been dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety and whatnot for the last few years, and so as a result, procrastination has happened as a result of that. Where you know, things have not been great financially or whatnot. But the truth is, is that you're right. If I hadn't gone through through some of those things, maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at now and in the place I'm at now to be able to move forward. And that's a good point. And I hadn't really thought about it that way because I was still really focused on all the things that I didn't do because I procrastinated partially because of some of those other aspects. Are you motivated right now to to become more financially secure in the future? Are you motivated to, to invest more now as a result of, of the pain of not investing earlier? In the right environment and to basically make sure that the bills get paid and I can go do what I want to do? Yes, that's, that's the case, yes. Okay. So do you have children? No. 
Okay. So you don't have children, um, so that won't work there. If you had children, I would ask. Well, hypothetically, if you had children, you would see that, that man, I, gosh, because of what I've learned here, I would tell my kids, oh my gosh, you, you really should, let me teach you and educate you on how to invest for the future. Let's, let's make it a point to really, from an early age, help you understand what it means to set aside 10% for giving, 20 to 30% for savings, and living off of the 70%. That, this might be something that I would, I would just basically have as a way of educating my child to live life this way. Now, you don't have children, but do you see how your pain that you've experienced might be used by you to in service to someone else even since you don't have children but do you see how you could be of service to somebody else who's a young a guy who might be considered a younger version of Jeff who today is younger and is making a significant amount of income in this life but is not saving money do you see how you could share your experience and your story as a cautionary tale of the pain that he might experience if he doesn't do what you wish you might have done back then Yes, and it actually gives me some ideas to go do some writing for some storytelling stuff. But yeah, yeah, I do. And not to mention the fact that I should go bug my grand, my godkids about that. We'll see if they actually listen. Because um, I, I sometimes feel like I'm, it's get off my lawn. And, you know, it's, I went to school both ways, you know, without shoes in the snow, you know, that kind of thing. So you, you do have to be careful on some level like that, because at some point they drone out, they, they tune you out. So so, Jeff, you, you briefly mentioned that you've had a history of experiencing some depression from time to time. Have you ever noticed that there are times when you're not depressed? Yes. And is it possible that some of those times when you're not depressed, they're associated to being of service to others, helping others, guiding others, making other people's lives better? Would you, would you agree that pretty much any time you've ever invested in doing something in service to others, that there seems to be a correlation that those are the times that you seemingly are never depressed? Uh, a majority of the time. Some, sometimes, I, you know, it's funny, I do... I do quite a bit for a specific service organization and sometimes the, the politics of it and, and the, the inside baseball of it is, is rather frustrating. But for the most part, when it comes down to dealing with the people, yeah, your point is taken. Let, let's, let's move out of organizations for just a moment because obviously the, there's, there's politics in all organizations everywhere. Outside of the organization, outside of anything that you've done within there that feels like an obligation, but out of your heart, whenever you felt compelled to have a conversation where it's you one-on-one, not tied to any organization, it's just you, one human being to another human being, haven't you always felt good in serving that person, helping that person overcome something? Yes. Okay. So now... As soon as we have this conversation, just a shift in a few different questions here or there about your experiences financially, now you all of a sudden are feeling a sense of inspiration to go create some content that is going to have a powerful, profound impact in serving others to help them maybe make a shift in the way they see the world and some of their priorities when it comes to financially, and you might be able to help them achieve something that you 
didn't achieve, but do you understand that this inspiration that you have today and the content that you're about ready to go create for those people probably would never have been created and therefore their lives would never have been impacted if you had the opportunity to go back to your older self and actually tell yourself to go create those investments and then therefore you would not be the person today that you are today and therefore you would not create the content that you're about to create today. Yes, that's correct. That Uh, is true. Aha! So, in a way, procrastination. How dare you use? How dare you use time travel logic and, and superhero and superhero time travel logic on me? That makes it work. How dare you do that? <laughs> and so now you understand how your procrastination is not only a gift for you to help you have experiences that that break you free from moments of, or seasons of depression, but it's also a gift to others in that, man, what a valuable lesson you have learned that you can now share and say, let me tell you the pains of not doing this. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's not fair when you have to answer everything yes, no, because you're because you're right, and I have to say it, yes, no. Uh, <laughs> but yes, very well played, sir. Very well played. Uh, it, and, uh, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a yes. Yep. No, I, I. Yeah. That kind of thing where it's like, well, well done. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, you know, it's like, ah, he's right. Okay. No, absolutely. That yeah. makes all the sense. So I, I've had many of experiences, my friend. There, Gosh, there is, I could tell you right now, there's a story when I, in, I, I, for most of my young adult life and my mid-adult life, I weighed nearly 300 pounds and I got to the place where I was starting to experience a little bit of numbness in the tips of my fingers and my toes. I was experiencing some pretty severe chest pains. I also almost died in the hospital in January 2009 and just literally not taking care of myself. And I will tell you right now, all of that is the result of not working out and not putting my physical fitness as a priority and, and making decisions to eat unhealthy foods that I know practically were putting me one step closer to a grave, right? So I made all of those decisions and all of this other stuff and and. Not to mention the fact that just imagine as somebody like me who wants to have always uh, uh, the ability to speak encouragement and inspiration into the lives of others to pursue the life that you were created to live. That's always been my mission and purpose in this world, Jeff. I look back and I imagine, man, in all of those years, here I am walking around you know, every step seems to be one step closer to my grave. And here I am talking about practically every other area of life, how to succeed and get what you want and desire and what you were created to live. But yet how many people chose not to listen to me because like this, this guy can't even get into a gym. This this guy won't even put down a French fry. He has no self-discipline. He has no this and all this other stuff. And I just imagine all the lost opportunity to speak into some people's lives just because of the judgments they made about me in one very physical, upfront, outside appearance of my life. Uh, Jeff, I could tell you stories about how in my first year of business, I I had lived a lifetime as an employee, but then all of a sudden I came about to becoming full-time self-employed. I didn't know anything about running a business and all this other stuff. I had all kinds of limiting beliefs about money. And at the end of my first year, 
which by the way, it just so happens to be at the end of my first year, it was right when I went into the hospital due to massive gallstones where I almost died. But it was because of the fact that I had been working 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week for the first nine months without a single day off. And then I began to take one day a week off during the final three months of that first year, but I increased the number of hours that I worked to something more like 14 to 18 hours a day, six days a week. Just doing whatever I could just to make ends meet because I was just, I, I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I had fear of, of unworthiness, of charging as much money that I was charging. And at the time, I was only charging 50 bucks an hour. And, you know, and it just I just had one thing going wrong after another. But you want to know something, Jeff? That was the most awesome year of my life. Number one, I was living a life that was in accordance to what I was most called to do in the world. So I was living a life that was fulfilling because I was in the pursuit of something that was worthy living. But at the same time, I was experiencing all of these difficulties, all of these obstacles, all of these challenges that ultimately, Jeff, put me in the hospital where I almost died. Now, today, people ask me a question all the time, and the reason why I asked you that question, Jeff, because I get this, I do lots of podcast interviews, and people ask me this question, Cliff, if you could go back to your younger self, if you could go back to have a one-day, one-on-one coaching session with yourself on the first day of the launch of your business, what advice would you give yourself? What would you change? And Jeff, my answer is I would change nothing, not a single thing. And I wouldn't change a single thing because I will tell you what, it's all of those hardships, all of those experiences that make sure that I experienced what hundreds of thousands, actually quite, let's strike that, what millions of other people who have tried to launch their own businesses, who have tried to create the life of their dreams, I live a life that is in alignment with what they're experiencing. And so I resonate with them and I can identify with them. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're feeling. I know what thoughts they're having at night. And I can get inside of their mind because I understand it from their perspective, which is an incredible gift to me today to be able to speak hope and encouragement and what's possible on the other side, which today I'm a man who has a business that generates a lot of money on an ongoing, consistent basis. I have built a, an audience in the hundreds of thousands of people, and I have lost over, I actually have melted off over 100 pounds of body fat and put on 20 pounds of pure muscle mass, and I absolutely am the epitome of health and fitness today. So all of those things, Jeff, to me, are an absolute gift. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And it's funny, because I'm kind of in the place where you're at now, which is, yeah, I am really kind of just rebooting and restarting. And yeah, it is the, the $50. It's it's the, all right, it, it may be the $50 right now to teach people how to tell their stories better and whatnot. But I also know that that day is going to come where that's going to change. The one thing where, and, and I would be curious your perspective, so I'm going to try not to be long on this, which is, so when I was 19, I was part of a, a collegiate intercollegiate speech team and I had one last shot to go ahead and try to make it to nationals and I asked a friend of mine to go with me on this trip because we were getting a um, we're getting a ride from another school and um, 
they were running late. And I actually said to this person, hey, maybe I should just drive because we were going down to Ohio State University. I said, maybe we should just drive. And he said, no, we, we'll just wait. And he, they get there. They're late. We're driving along. We get in the backseat. We're driving with these people. We do stop to get get to McDo- go to McDonald's. And then when we get back in this car, my friend switches seats with me. And um, so I don't remember a lot of what happened that day because I was asleep when it happened. But there was a freak snowstorm and we went through a fence and we went and we hit a tree. And the driver had not been wearing his seatbelt. He'd have died. He was in a coma for 10 days. I didn't really even know the driver. The person in the front passenger seat walked away with cuts and bruises, amazingly enough. I broke my left femur in three places. And my friend died on impact. And so when you say to me things like, I wouldn't change anything. I understand where you're coming from. At the same time, there's a part of me where there is always going to be that moment when someone says, if there's one thing in your life that you'd love to change, what would it be? There's always that. And and, and that's the reason I believe in, in so much in, in service and giving is, is because it allows me to pass that individual on. Um, because like I said, I, I, you know, had he not switched seats with me, you and I would not be having this conversation at all. And, and that's something that for a long time was something that I had to deal with and accept and work on. And, and it's ironically where, what part of my TEDx is about. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so I, I'm just curious when you have situations like that where you could sit where it's like, yes, you can't you can't change the time space continuum. Like you said, you, you, you can't do what you can't do. But there are those moments where you sit there and, and, and you know that, yes, that would have changed. That would have changed everything in my life if I could have figured out a way for that not to happen. And it's possible that one of the things that could have happened is you and I might not be having this conversation. But yeah, there's that part where it's like this person would still be alive today. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. I don't. You're right. That person could have got hit by a bus the very next day. Or any day after that. Or any number of things could have happened. I mean, uh, COVID-19 might have picked him off the planet last year. I mean, the, the, the truth is, is not we're all going to die. Every single one of us are going to lose our physical life in this material world. Every single one of us. The only thing is, we don't know when it's going to happen. But one thing we do know is it's going to happen. So the question is, is if giving the opportunity... How do you feel about choosing when that happens for somebody and choosing when it doesn't happen for somebody? Is that something that that you feel like, yeah, I think that that is a decision I'd like to make for someone? Yeah, that's that's the one where, quite frankly, it's like, you know, honestly, that was something where honestly it was it wasn't really my as i as i'm very much aware it's not my fault it's not something that i did purposely it's not anything i can control at the same time you know that's a choice where i sit there and i go i don't you know honestly i don't have a great answer for that one i wish i did i don't i don't even know that i really want you know the the question that you're asking is is what's where it's like do i want to 
where I, I don't know how comfortable I am with the answer either way. Well, the 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 interesting thing, the the question is a hypothetical question, which, by the way, only has one true answer. What a stupid question, Cliff, because I have no ability to go and do that. <laughs> That's the answer. Fair, fair. It's just not possible. So if it's not possible, why don't I just choose to love who I am today and experience uh, life at its fullest, knowing that for whatever reason... I was allowed to live. And one of the things that I've heard that you've experienced as a result of this, Jeff, is you said, listen, there's so much of who I am today when I give a tech talks, when I I give a message, when I tell a story that, you know, I do that in a way of paying that person's life forward. And and just imagine how much good has been given out into the world through you as a result of your desire to do that, as a result of that experience. And um, you know, I, I, if you weren't here in the room when I did the recording of the podcast episode that I just recorded about an hour ago, it's at mindsetanswerman.com slash 659. But if you write that down, mindsetanswerman.com slash 659, there's a little girl uh, that was in preschool with my daughter, and she was my daughter's best friend, little red-haired, curly girl, cur- curly red-haired girl. And, and she died at the end of that year in preschool, and she showed up every single day, even though she had an advanced case of leukemia, and, and they knew that she was going to die. That little girl, Jeff, lived life to the fullest. She smiled, laughed, played, and do you know that, ha- that to that day, that girl's life speaks life into my, my young daughter, who is now 21 years old. But man, what an impact she had. And so, who are we to judge whether or not, you know, our last day of breathing is when we're 87 years old, 17 years old, 7 years old, or in this little girl's case, uh, I think she was probably about 4 or 5 years old. But, uh, you know, there, there is no way that I can potentially explain, you know, why things happen the way they happened and and what's allowed to happen and all this other stuff. But the one thing that has helped me overall this time is I just have this firm foundational belief that anything and everything in this world that happens is allowed to happen for a reason. And while I don't understand it, everything ultimately works out for the good. There's something that if I choose to allow it, there can be a miracle that occurs. I, in every circumstance, in every situation, in every relationship, I have two options. I can choose to experience a grievance with what has just occurred, or I can choose a miracle. There are no other choices. It's only I can have a grievance with what's just happened here, or I can have a miracle. I get to choose which one. And a miracle is how can I take what's happened and allow this to cause me to grow and become a better person and to show up and love deeper in this world than I would have had this circumstance not happened. Jeff, it sounds to me like in your life, you've teetered between having a grievance and having a miracle. And there are times when you'll go back to the grievance but there are times when you're heavily leaning into the miracle side. And what I want you to know is you get to choose that every day. Every moment of the day, you get to choose whether or not to have a miracle or a grievance with the fact that that friend of yours died in that car accident. Does this make sense? How, how's this resonating with you? No, makes makes sense. And it's a great point. And it's, 
it's something that it'll, I hate to say it, it takes a little bit of time for the mind to adjust to that way of thought process. And, and it's just a matter of, okay, changing your thought process on how you, on how you look at it. Yeah. It, 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 it takes a little time. It takes a little practice. Uh, but I will tell you, if, if this is something that is a desire of yours, if you would like to live the miracle of the outcome of this experience in your life in, in the past where your friend passed away in that car accident, if you'd like to experience the miracle, it just becomes a decision that, you know what, I may struggle with the decision to not choose the grievance from time to time, but I'm committed to increasing the percentage of my time and my life where I choose to see the miracle. That's all it is. It's a decision right now, today. So let me ask you, and you don't have to answer this, by the way. You could just sit in silence. You could say, no, Cliff. You can say, dude, okay, you're you're going too far. You, You can do whatever you want. But let me ask you this, Jeff. If you had a decision right now, do you want from this day forward to choose, to intentionally choose the miracle in a higher percentage of time as you move forward through life. Yeah. And you shall have it. It will be yours. It'll just take the ability to get there and be able to continue to want it and yeah. to not get bogged down by the other garbage. Well, it's not it's it's not the ability to want it because you already want it. That's already there. You don't need to manufacture that. The desire is there. And you've already made a decision that you actually will do this. So now, anytime you find yourself moving forward, just just say these words out loud. Again, only if you choose to. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. But Jeff, if you just say this these words out loud to me, there's more power to this than you can possibly imagine. Because it has nothing to do with me and Rick and John and Jennifer and David and Harold and Rui and, and Sadaf and Larry here listening to you has very little to do with us, but it has everything to what you're telling your subconscious mind when you say these words out loud, if you choose to do so. All you have to do is say these words out loud. In the future, including even if that's later today, but just say, in the future, if I experience myself having a grievance at the loss of my friend's life, I will put on the brakes and find a way to see the miracle. Say those words, and you can paraphrase it any way you want. If in the future I continue to think about the grievances, I need to stop and look at the positives and see the miracle that I can create. I love that, and and I'm just going to ask you to state it one more time with different language, and I want you to know this is absolutely essential for one very key reason. It may become evident to you at some point in the future, may not, it doesn't important, it's still essential for one reason. But here's what I heard, and I'm going to paraphrase what you said. In the future, if I find myself having a grievance over the loss of my friend's life, I need to stop and look for the miracle in that, how I can find the miracle in that situation. Just replace the word I need to with I will. So here's a, here's a new paraphrased version. In the future, moving forward, if I ever find myself having a grievance over the loss of my friend's life, I will intentionally shift to looking for a way to find the miracle. Okay. If in the future I have a grievance about this, I will make the shift 
to create the miracle. There you go. That is what I'm going to do. That is what you're going to do. Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, I want to tell you something. Those words right there just changed the trajectory of your life moving forward. And if you want to know how it changed your life, there's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics. Have you ever heard of this book? No. Go check it out if you choose to do so. Uh, it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. I would get the updated and expanded version. It's by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And there's commentary in there by Matt Fury, F-U-R-Y. So that's the version of the book that you're looking for. I just want—I don't want you to, to sit down and go through the 1965 version of it. Go, but go through the updated and expanded version. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, updated and expanded version with commentary by Matt Fury. You got all of that? Yep. Awesome. If you read that, you'll hear about something called your subconscious mind, which actually is what he calls an auto-servo mechanism, which is your auto-success mechanism. And so what you just did is you just gave a programming instruction for the God-given gift of your subconscious mind, and you have just directed it. You have just told your subconscious mind that the next time I find myself having a grievance over the loss of my friend's life, I will shift to the perspective of seeking out and finding the miracle. That's what you just said. Now, here's what I will tell you. When I asked you, I said, how did that feel? You said, yeah, I feel that. I did feel that. That confirms to me that that program code did get changed. It got updated inside of you. And that is going to be a part of you from this day forward. It can never be removed unless you go in and rewrite it with the other language again. Okay. Awesome. I love it. And if I can ever be of service Appreciate to you, it. if I can ever be of service to you, Jeff, I'm on Clubhouse quite a bit. I, I like to have these conversations. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my conversation with Jeff. And I want you to know that I sense some big things are about ready to shift in Jeff's life. And one of the things that I love about Clubhouse is that I now have this opportunity to follow him, to follow up with him. And Jeff, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to follow up with me. I absolutely love to come alongside people, help them all of a sudden see life from a slightly different perspective that they hadn't quite been able to see through that filter before. And if you can help somebody in a single conversation just have one insight where all of a sudden because of that one insight, they look at the world slightly differently. They'll never be able to go back and see life the old way. And oftentimes, not only will they continue to look at their future events and experiences through this new filter, but it gives them the gift and the ability to go back and reprocess some of the experiences and the archives of their memories going back and say, you know what, gosh, the perceptions that I had about that experience, when I look at it through this new filter, through this new insight, through this new aha moment, wow, that changed, that, that, this doesn't only change my future, this actually rewrites my past. And before you know it, and this gets a little metaphysical, uh, but then even beyond the metaphysics, it, it can stay inside of the physical realm here, it, 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 it changes your reality. 
It changes the way you experience life. And that's one of the things I love about Clubhouse that gives me these opportunities to just come across random people who haven't even ever heard of me before. But because of a topic, title of a room on Clubhouse, they're like, hey, I wonder what this is all about. And I have lots of these conversations. If you have not yet engaged with me on Clubhouse and you want to know when I'm going to be on Clubhouse, head over to MindsetAnswerMan.com slash Clubhouse. See if I'm still engaged. I don't know when you're listening to this. I'm recording this in April 2021. Uh, But if it's many years later, who knows whether or not Clubhouse will still be around. But for the foreseeable future, if you're listening to this relatively close to when I've published this episode, I encourage you to check out MindsetAnswerMan.com slash Clubhouse and see what my regularly scheduled room schedule is like and join me for one of these conversations. I would love to connect with you. And of course, if you would like to have an engagement with me to have one of these incredibly powerful conversations to help you see life from a different perspective than what you've been able to experience thus far. If you'd like to break through some of the areas where you're stuck in life, if you'd like to experience radical transformation in an area of your life, and you'd like to do it privately, not in front of a clubhouse audience, and certainly not something that you want to have recorded and published in a podcast episode put out by Cliff Ravenscraft, I'd be delighted to have a confidential, private, one-on-one coaching conversation with you or an ongoing coaching relationship with you. Just reach out to me. My email address is cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. And uh, I, I tend to Typically, the way that I've got things working out, I usually have room to take on approximately one new client each month. And uh, when I sign up a client, it's typically a minimum of six months, one call per month. So, and, and I've staggered those out, bringing them on. So each month, I typically have one client that falls, you know, that is wrapping up their six month commitment with me. They've made massive transformation in their life and they move on. And I, I pick up that next new client along the way. So about once a month, I take on a new client. And if you're looking for a coach who's able to help you see the world in a different way, I'd love the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and what you want to achieve. Matter of fact, the best way to do it, just go over to cliffravenscraft.com, click the work with me tab and fill out the coaching application. So there you go. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset. Answer man